from Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We wrap up our series with Susan Waftel of Squash Blossom Farm with important advice and ideas on putting all the pieces together in a diversified farm business and to curate some life balance. Hear about how using deadlines can help us keep those personal projects moving forward in balance with the farm, how the skills of multitasking as a mom can really transfer to farming, and old school traditions like lists on paper make it all work. Susan and her husband, Roger Nelson, run Squash Blossom Farm a 10-acre historic 1910 farmstead where their vision is to combine local food, local art, and local music. Susan runs a diversified operation, running a vegetable CSA, baking for wholesale and farmer's markets in their on-farm kitchen, and running a pizza night featuring pizzas baked in their wood-fired oven. So today for our discussion, chat, ideas, inspiration with Susan Waffle of Squash Blossom Farm, we're going to look at kind of the, the, the big picture of putting all these pieces together in a farm business and particularly from a, a female farming lens of life balance and how can we keep all these pieces? And you've got a lot of pieces here and a lot of creative energy behind all of this, Susan, that's awesome and inspiring, but I would think in its own way draining on you, right? There's only so much you can do physically in a day or a week or whatever. And it needs refueling, shall we say, or, or, or you know, true. just, just uh, how do you, and especially too, we were talking in earlier episodes of starting all of this midlife in your fifties. Uh, it's, it's bottom line new, do you know? And how do you, how do you do that? So I guess uh, maybe we could, we could even start with the bigger picture of the year calendar. Cause right now it's August and everything is probably at its peak of crazy, right? On all fronts of pizza night attendance and harvest. Harvest <laughs> and, and 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 but come a couple months after the frost, you you do the pizza night through when September Through September. Through yeah. September. Okay. So October, November. How do you use the seasonality of farming in the winter months to to recoup, re regroup a bit or Well my intention is always that in the winter I am going to relax, clean my house because it's neglected all summer. (laughs) I'm going to make art and um, read books. That's my goal. (laughs) And um, hopefully do something fun with Raj, go on a trip or something. That hasn't really happened yet. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, it's really hard to even do all those things because in the winter, we still have animals and it's a lot more work in the winter because in the summer, the cows are out grazing and... now in the winter, I've got to make sure the water isn't frozen and I have to haul in hay and feed and 
cleaning, cleaning the coop is a lot harder and we have so much snow blowing to do and you have to snow blow paths and it's Shoot. icy and you have to wear your yak tracks. That's because, true. <laughs> so, there is work in winter. Yeah. And it's, um, and we're still baking in the winter. We bake year round for the co-op. Oh, okay. So, sure. And we bake a lot of the year for the farmer's market. So it's, it changes a lot. A lot of things are easier. Yeah. Um, but even as early as February, I'm already starting plants. So starting seeds. It's always So something. in January, I'm planting the garden and starting the seeds in end of February. So and then we and then we do um, maple syrup uh-huh. February March whenever the sap oh, starts wow. to flow. Oh okay. wow! You really do have a lot going on throughout the year. Right. It's a little slower, but not right. It, it's so. It, I always think it's going to be a yeah, lot slower yeah, than it is. Yeah, yeah. But um, I do often. So I guess my strategy is to um, make deadlines. So like I've, I'm already signed up for three art exhibitions this winter. Mm-hmm. So now I'm forced to create art for those. <laughs> I mean, well, sure, a deadline. Yeah. Deadlines are the only way I really accomplish enough. So so I'm going to be painting whether I like it or not. <laughs> and I really do like it. But a lot of times those things that are my own personal things get set aside for um, greater projects for the farm or, yeah. or the family. So... If I have that deadline, I'll do it. But, uh-huh. um, so, like right now, it is nuts. I and mean, we're doing the farmer's market. We're doing a lot of events. It's really hot and sweaty. The, the farm is just growing like a jungle. So there's so much mowing and weeding to do. And then it's harvesting like crazy. And then there's such a super abundance that you have to figure out how to deal with it. We don't even have enough refrigeration to store yeah. everything and like I don't have enough time to pickle and can everything and freeze it all or dry it or whatever that I like to do so it is pretty pretty crazy right now but once I get through September I can breathe a little bit yeah <laughs> that'll be fun and how do you strategize to get through the crazy in that you mentioned earlier like you're a big list maker are there mm-hmm. routines that you do like that or well I think I learned you know, that skill that you had as a mom <laughs> yeah. and prioritizing that is like a skill that really serves you well as a farmer. Cause it, you know, when you were a mom, you're like dealing with sick kids and school and after school activities and all the needs of your children and all those things and juggling them and your volunteer activities. It's just exactly the same. It's just a little different focus. So every single day I have lists and I cross things off Raj and I make lists together every weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if something isn't on a list that I do, I add it to the bottoms and cross it off so that I can see what I did that day. Yeah. And we started this year, we got a really nice bound book. I mean, it's from a thrift store, but it's a beautiful bound leather book that's really thick. That's our list book. And um, we just go the next page every day. And sometimes things get transferred over from the previous days. Oh, but, but that's super simple. But... But but you see your progress too. Yeah, right? and you don't misplace have lists all over Tarnation like we did before. We'd have lists on the fridge and on the table and by the phone. And yeah. So we have one major list source, and the other thing, we used to always keep our calendars. We still do keep our calendars. That's on the wall in the kitchen. There's a calendar with what's going on every day. So whether we have a meeting or a musical thing or whatever is going on. It's written down there. We keep that kind of as a farm journal. Um, and we have a stack of calendars from our whole life, but it's really fun to go back through them and yeah. see and remember things that you totally forgot that, that are actually can be helpful sometimes. So your time management tools are pretty 
pretty old school classic, right? They are. I mean, no, my assistant Ruth, who does our bookkeeping and helps in the kitchen and with bees, she is young, like 24, and she's a technology person. So she's got us on all these Google Docs and, and stuff. And I have <laughs> a hard time because it's kind of duplicating sometimes, but that's how we communicate as a, a farm staff. But Raj and I still do paper. (laughs) So when you talk about the lists and transferring them over, you really have gleaned how to prioritize, it sounds like. I mean, you're not going to get everything done, right? There's going to be things that aren't even on your list, fair to say. Yeah, because there's always fires that come up. You have to deal with this. Unexpected things. Um, Somebody gets sick. You know, there's... You just have to go with the flow. But, But at least if you have a plan, you can say, well, all right, I can just... Can can cancel that appointment or, you know. Mm -hmm. Make it as easy as you can. Because you had mentioned earlier that both you and Roger are are introverts according to Myers-Briggs definition, right? Yeah, we're both INFP in the bottom corner. (laughs) So you, uh, how do you manage that? Because not to say at all introverts aren't social, but you need a balance. You wouldn't want a pizza night here every night. I don't think anybody would be driving anybody. Absolutely. Would drive even all the E's crazy, but... uh, but is it the fact that you have it all on one night helpful for you, um, and then you yeah, can balance it, is, it with the rest of the it week? It is helpful, and then you know it's pretty con- it's pretty condensed into three hours of lots of people. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we really love people, <laughs> and we and we. The thing about being an introvert is that you get drained by people, you get worn out by them rather than energized. Yeah, and I think it's kind of a mix. It's really we love the people and we get excited by it, but but at the end we are really exhausted from it, um, and. The other thing about being an inter- I mean, that's one reason I wanted to be on a farm. I like to work by myself in the garden with the animals. And I, I get my my very best time of the day is getting up and doing the chores because I go out and I feed the chickens and the cows and the donkey and I mm. feed the fish. I sit in the chair by the pond and I take five to just, that's like my little meditative moment of the day. And then I walk in the, the garden. You usually do that. Yep, I do it every morning. Like as soon as Raj goes to work, we have coffee together, and then I do the chores. Um, and then um, I do a little walk through the garden to see what's growing. And I generally take my camera with and take a few shots every day of things of oh. the day. So I have this little routine, and it's very personal. I mean, it's very, it's just focused on me and my relationship to the place. Um, it's not and you a, do that year round in the morning. Yep. Okay. Yep. Nice. And, and then I typically post a photo on Facebook of, you know, the sunrise or the monarch caterpillar on the, on the driveway or whatever. Well, that sounds like too, it, it serves dual purposes. It's, I'm sure good marketing for the farm to get the visuals and that whole story out there, but do you find it helps you step back and reflect and appreciate a bit Mm -hmm. too, to have that? And Journal, if you will. Yeah. Well, you know, when we moved here, and I'm, I'm really, this is, this has been a hard year. I'm really behind on it. But the very, the very day that they accepted the offer on our farm, I started a farm blog mm. that has been the story of our farm, and that has been an amazing marketing tool. People have, have shown up at the farm and say, they'll say, I'm from Virginia and I read your blog, and I was in oh. Minnesota, so I came to your farm to see it. So I mean, that must it, be so rewarding. It is so rewarding. It's just a amazing <laughs> but it's also that that storytelling i mean i know i would have forgotten so many amazing anecdotes and details that are really treasures to me and i have them documented and 
and I, I don't have enough time to do that right now, but I took the time before and I really want to get back to that because yeah. it's invaluable. Well, and I, yeah, again, like we were saying, that serves two, well, more than two, but multiple purposes of marketing the farm, but also the reflection. And it it seems like those are creative ways to uh, to fulfill your different needs, right? So, I mean, you won't even use the word balance, but we're attemptively going there. Another area that I think you, you do that really well in is is blending your say love love but also your your talent at thrifting and finding interesting <laughs> things and you have an on-farm store right is that right. what is that an old chicken coop it's or the a, granary the, the granary okay granary. yep and so my you, my daughter actually she and my husband renovated that for her to live in the first couple years we lived oh, here. nice and then she went back to college and is on her own life now so i took over it um it's kind of a mixed blessing having that store because it really enables me to do this bad habit of thrifting, which, yeah. but actually the thrifting is really one of my greatest escapes. Like I suppose people who are shopaholics, except that I spend a lot less you money. You spend a lot less <laughs> and cooler stuff. <laughs> yeah. And like virtually my whole house is thrift store stuff and my, my whole wardrobe. <laughs> I have yeah. very little anything that's new, but that's part of our ethic is recycling and repurposing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that time is really one of my most fun times. And I really think a lot about possibilities while I'm finding things like who would love this thing or what could I do with it or where could it go? Those things are just, I don't know, that's just part of my personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's it's something that supports the business. And you've got a really great eye too for the display side. It's just a fun fun little shop. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And uh, you let you... kind of do that on the honor system during the pizza nights right i mean by it's hard to staff we that. have a couple people who volunteer to work in there sometimes but you know they're volunteers and their lives are busy and so a lot of times it has to be the honor system which so far everyone who's come has been really wonderful and trustworthy yeah so. yeah are there other things like that that you do um as self-expression in your business the art is clearly one. Yeah, I mean, the gardening. You know, like I really like found objects as garden decor, and yeah, you uh, got all kinds of cool sculptures and things <laughs> bopping around. But they they enhance the place. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of it, it, it's probably tricky not going overboard and having it being a junkyard. But it is not <laughs> a junkyard. I will assess to that. But but no, I I can understand the abundance side of uh, I've 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 all with that too of just more <laughs> well i have a little one you can have a lot but, but uh and then having the festivals here and bringing other artisans and artists in um is just oh it's just a really wonderful creative um medley of stuff going on that yeah i, I really i really love that part well you really exemplify susan too that when you do what you love to do in your case multiple different things it is very fulfilling. You don't, I'm not saying that, you know, a couple of days on the beach doing nothing wouldn't be nice right about now, but you know, you don't need to escape your life. Right. Right. We consider this place a working vacation. Yeah. <laughs> a, working, a working really hard vacation yeah. slash a, a, a workout center. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All in one. No, that makes total sense, but it, it works bottom yeah. line. And you've carved out opportunities to, do what you love to do in specific ways, but that support the business and don't yeah. draw from it. Right. 
right? Either whatever energy and, or financial or time. You know, I'm really lucky that I have this most wonderful partner who we're we're we've always been a really great team in building things. Like, you know, in our former house, we built a mosaic floor in our a mandala. All of our kitchen was a mosaic oh, of stones, wow. and it was very beautiful. And I know that sometimes that's a stress for people to work with their spouse on things, but Raj and I have always just really excelled at that. And so I think he's kind of really good at being the realist and I'm the crazy visionary. And, oh, really and it comes balance. together yeah. as a balance. We, we respect each other's perspective and um, that helps. He pulls me back down to down to the ground a little bit. <laughs> hey, we need good people like that in our lives. <laughs> Terrific. Thank you for all those ideas. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, Moses. The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on Moses, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.